Hey everybody, welcome to Swatting Flies, Telling Lies. So this past Wednesday, I was the first, and I have been living in Ketchikan for 16 years now. And uh, so that's been quite a journey. Uh, had a lot of ups and downs leading up to just moving over here. Uh, didn't have a job in Malakatla anymore. And uh, that summer I was over here. And then uh, 06... And then, uh, and then, uh, my cousin Marla was like, hey, you could move in with me if you move over here. And I was like, oh, shit. So I, uh, moved over here. Uh, cousin Dave came over, helped me pack up my little apartment, loaded up my fucking res car, and, uh, came over here, moved in. There was, you know, different times, dude. I, uh, we moved in, or he, Cousin Dave helped me move in. Uh, I went to his place and watched the Super Bowl, um, all of February. I, uh, I went down to all of February and into early March. Every day that the shipyard was open, I went down and I signed up every day for a job there. Signed in every morning right when they opened up and didn't never never got hired. Never got a fucking phone call, nothing. And uh it was crazy. Just like holy shit. Like what the fuck's going on, dude? Like uh see anybody else showing up this early? Um nothing absolutely nothing and then uh i went to the job center made a resume and had those on hand turned them in wherever i could here uh wasn't getting any jobs uh adam came over in march um Oh, no, he came over in February. He came over mid to late February for, uh, I think it was his daughter getting her tonsils out. And uh, then he came back again for training because he had gotten hired on the Marine Highway. So he was staying with me and Marla, and I would give him a ride to his training every day, which is crazy to think about now because... I really, I mean, I knew where certain things were here in Ketchikan, but I just uh, didn't take any back roads, didn't take any anything off the main road. So we kept going down Carlana and waiting on the stoplight and then would uh, take off, bring them down to the, uh, to the college and then at nighttime bring them up to swimming pool. Anyways, there was, so I pick him up at lunchtime and they gave him money for food. So we ate 
at Subway almost every day because they gave them they gave them that money, which helped me out. And then uh, I was still having no luck. I was still signing up every day, and was just getting kind of worried because it started getting to the point where I wasn't going to be able to afford rent and gas on my unemployment. And then uh, I was uh, on the phone with my mom, which if you think about this too, like back in 2007, phone calls weren't free until like seven or eight o'clock at night. But it was during the day and I was getting kind of worried. So I told my mom and then she's like, oh, go to Alaska car rental. I work there. Ask for Todd. You know, let him know that you're my son. And so I went went to Alaska Car Rental and was like, hey, you guys got a job application? I'm like, yeah. And then uh, they handed me a clipboard. And then uh, I filled it out. And then uh, Todd came in. And uh, they... Uh, well, I think I ended up having an interview or it was something. And then um, Todd looked down and one of my references was my mom. And he's like, whoa, whoa, Darlene, you know, Darlene. And I was like, yeah, she's my mom. And he was like, Darlene, Darlene Booth's your mom. I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, we miss her every day here. <laughs> uh, we don't need to interview. You got the job. So I started there. And I worked there the rest of March, all of April, and all of May. Well, in uh, in April, eh, late April, early May, my uncle Bruce called me up and was like, "Hey, I want to take you out to you know what? What are your days off?" And I told him my days off. And then let's go to dinner. It's like okay, so he took me to dinner. And we were uh, just kind of bullshitting. You want to know how everything was going, how the job was going. And he said, hey, so Aero Services is looking for workers. I was like, oh. He said, yeah, I think you just go over there, get an application. They're over on the airport side. And, uh, yeah, they are looking for workers. So I was like, okay. And then after we were done, I jumped in my car Went to the airport, got on the ferry, got an application, and then I turned it in. And then about a week or two before I heard anything, then I got called in for an interview. And, uh, I said, fuck, I'm bad at this. I was also working at the airport at, uh, at Alaska Car Rental. So they had to set up over there. So I was over there, so I knew where Aero Services was, but I didn't know they were hiring. And my uncle told me that on one of my off days. So um, went over there, got an application, turned it in, and then went in for an interview. And then uh, ended up getting a job, but it was only part-time job. And I started June 1st. And when I interviewed, I had gotten hired for a ramp position full-time year-round. 
Now, at last car rental, I was making $9 an hour. I got offered $12 at Arrow. So I took the Arrow job. Um, but they were short on workers for the dock for the summertime. And I had a ton of experience working with, you know, a lot of my friends. We all worked Tack One Air together back in the day. So she was like, well, I'm going to move you down there. And then I kept bugging her. I said, hey, man, am I going to be full-time you know i'm getting kind of worried it's close to the end of the summer and then i got brought up like hey we're gonna offer you full-time position cool man uh i got a 35 cent raise and then uh 2007 i got offered the lead position a couple months after i started and i took it which kicked in in June of 08 and then another bump in pay up to $14 and then uh so I worked that until and at this point I met a guy named Jeff Lambert cool guy super cool guy great guy very understanding dude so we were uh we became friends he went on to a different a different career and we stayed in contact, just not as much, you know, we'd always, we always stopped and talked every time we ran into each other here. Always, always, always. And then in 2010, um, some shit went crazy at Arrow. I was just tired of how things were going there. I couldn't change, couldn't change the culture, man. So I was still in contact with Jeff and he was like, hey, why don't you apply out here at Tyler? So I did. And then nothing. And that was in the springtime. And then in the fall, uh, I was told, hey, man, you should apply out at Tyler again. Now, like I said, shit went crazy in my eyes. Um, it was just the inmates running the asylum at Aero Services. And then I reapplied again at Tyler, got offered the job. Lo and behold... They're bringing in new upper management at Arrow, and I'm not offered anything. Okay, man. You don't value me. Value me. Time for me to move on, man. I was in contact with my brother about what I should do, telling him everything, every every detail, and then he tells me, you know, well, you'll be working almost six days a week at this other job every other week. You know, that will give you more money, you know, and then... X, Y, and Z. So, okay, man, taking my brother's advice. Lo and behold, Jeff hits me up and said, hey, man, they are going to hire you there. And if you don't want to be at Arrow anymore, that's fine. But I got offered the main position, one of the two main positions at Arrow. And so at this point, I was like, holy shit, man. So my boss is, I'm just like trying to get something out of them. Like, just tell me that we're going in the right direction. I know you're bringing Jeff on, and I trust his judgment. But I want to see if they trust me. And they're not telling me shit, man. And so it just gets to the point, like, all right, man, if you don't value me enough just to tell me who you're bringing in and you want to be secretive, like, I am not about that life, man. You want to be fucking secretive? You want to fucking... Just like, no, dude, I, I no, man, like, you gotta fucking run shit by me on a day-to-day -day basis, but when it comes to something like that, being secretive, man, that's like 
leaving me on red for fucking 24 hours, man. Like, pff, I'm fucking moving on, homie. And then uh, someone who's become a lifelong friend, her name's Pam Leesk, not, not, not Pammy, the girl we all know from Met. She was like, pulled me aside. She's like, hey, man, please don't quit. We're bringing Jeff on board. I know you're good friends with him. I was like, oh, okay. Played it off. Stayed on board. And Jeff stayed for three years. And then he moved on. And then uh, I got offered his position. But I didn't feel like I was immediately ready to jump into that position. I told my boss that. And she said, okay, you know, it's a big, uh, you know, admitting what you can't do is is difficult thing to do how about i train you this whole summer of 2013 and then in september i think if i train you for three months you'll be ready yeah fuck yeah deal shook on it that whole summer she i fucking gave my blood my sweat and my tears to aero services fall time they hired somebody else they didn't she fucking just blew it off like I, <laughs> she just blew me off. She fucking straight up lied. And then in 2015, we got a new airlines in. And then she started bringing back people that I just wasn't comfortable with. And then the position was just completely gone. She tried firing me when I got sick. So at this point, I'm just like, all right, man. I thought back, it was nuts. I thought back to something Jeff told me when I was bitching. I went to him with a, a complaint about a coworker, and he said, well, you know, it has to be documented. You can't just go at this because you say so. And I was pissed because it's like, well, fuck, dude, my word is bond, man. So in 2015, I just start taking daily notes after I almost get fired for being sick for a week. And uh, so the rest of 2015, 16, and 17 is just uh, highs and lows. Like some days I'm happy to be there. Other days it's just like I don't want to be here. Most days I get to the parking lot and just did not like it. And then uh, went home for our family reunion, which, by the way, I was at Adam's place in March of 2017. And uh, and I was like, okay, March, April, May, June, July, August, six months. I'm going to put in my time off for the 7th of August celebration. My daughter's going to be home. I'm going to put it in. I put in for my time. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear a goddamn fucking thing. Like I was, at this point, I would have screaming matches with my boss. I wasn't getting any more pay raises. There was people that were not showing up to work. They were either late routinely or they just were not showing up. So cut to, uh, and then I'm in, I'm in contact with HR. And then in June, I was like, I haven't heard anything. July, I haven't heard anything. End of July. I was like, yo, we're coming up on August. My vacation need has not been approved. Other people have taken vacations that were approved. So um, my schedule back then was I was off Sunday and Monday. You know, okay, fair enough. But it's a Saturday or no, it's a Friday and uh, contacted HR 
and it's this is the week this is leading up to everybody i got family in montana coming up my daughter's coming up my brother and his family everybody man i want to be around these people and nothing so i called up hr hey i have not been approved of it yet um she doesn't even talk to me at this point unless we're forced to talk hr was like okay so this is what's going to happen if by the end of the workday tomorrow you have not been given your time off call me monday morning since you'll be off i am going to bring your your boss's boss not you know essentially my boss but more so um bringing your boss's boss up with me i'm gonna have a bag packed we'll get there by tuesday and we're gonna have a sit down between the four of us just the four of us and if this isn't ironed out you will be approved for your time off and we're going to fire her and i was like holy fuck yeah i am down for that now this person had been at the company for almost 15 years at this point so i know somebody tipped her off with this and uh you know, I'm assuming it's her boss. Like, hey, man, whatever your fucking problem is, is about to become your problem. You're not going to fire Bruce. We're going to fire you because you're not approving him. That's, no, this is me speculating because by the end of, or it was, um, we were waiting for these jets to come in. And it was always between 1130 and 12, they would come in. And I was sitting there, I was talking to my buddy, Mark, and, uh, like my phone pinged, ping, email from my boss, from her official work account. Your time off has been approved. Holy fuck, dude. This is like two hours before I clock out of work. So fucking, like I said, I know somebody tip her off. And then these two weeks off fly by and... I wasn't stressed out about going in. And then I was just like, I fucking can no longer work in this environment. I just can fucking not. Um, with family, I got family that needs to go back to uh, Montana. So I come over here to drive them around for the day. So they don't got to take cabs. And then I go sign up for a job that I was told was available. Was not available. Kind of like, fuck, dude. Like, why would you guys lie to me like this then? go back to the job center just just to update my resume so now i officially have 10 years and three months at it at, at just one job um i see a job available for the city of saxman and it's for the public works director which i was just like dude i probably can't get that but fuck it man at this point i'm just gonna fucking turn my resume in through email any which way i can that's taken them so I get a call, have an interview out there, and like the first thing she says is, you know, looking at this, this is what we're looking for. She's like, you have stayed at this job since June of 2007. <clears throat> it is now the end of August of 2017. She's like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I want longevity. I want someone who's going to plan on retiring your work speaks for itself. 
And I was like, yeah, it does. And then she is like, okay, um, we are going to, you know, we got a, another interview. And then, like, by the time I, I was the second interview, there was a third interview that they did not do. I went across the street to get some food while I was out in that area, got called, and they were like, yeah, we'd like to offer you the job. I was like, holy shit, really? Yes. Um, I'll go into it in more detail on a different podcast someday. But, so... Uh, I was like, wait, what's the starting wage of this job? And she said, well, you know, with all your experience and all this, I want to start you at 26, but I cannot start you at 26 an hour. But I can start you at $23 an hour, which was way more than what I was getting. And I said, agreed. Cool. Signed, signed the paperwork for for that cut to September I start this job September 12th 13th 14th something like that 2017 one month fucking in man fucking asshole mayor out there um just comes at me sideways uh they didn't hire one of his family members and he's always trying to fight me always trying to fight me man i'm going about my business i mean everything from just painting to replacing light bulbs to taking out the garbage to fucking uh cleaning up rentals to um maintaining the dock there you know um and by that just kind of like harbor master type shit so it's all these different jobs tied into one um and this fucking piece of shit guy is always trying to fight me. Come to find out, on top of his nephew not getting a job or grandkid, whatever, I am not getting paid the money that I was that I signed an agreement for. I was getting seventeen bucks an hour. So I go to my boss. I was like, you know, I took this job because it was so toxic at a workplace that I just couldn't go there anymore. I told you this straight up. And then, uh, you know, you said you're going to start me off at 23 an hour. You're starting me at 17 an hour. I would have never left my job. It's like you're now paying me $4.50 less than what I was making. Why would I have ever come to this job for that? And so on top of this rat fuck human trying to fight me at every chance he gets, and he's a mayor, mind you. He's a fucking mayor. So October, November, December, January, coming into the holiday weekend in February. Um, I'm plowing the roads, and then this mayor, uh, I pull over, take a couple bites of my sandwich, reply to a family text, I look up and I see this piece of shit human and uh, he says I'm lazy and said he's firing me and we get into it. I record the whole thing. Go down to my actual boss, tell her what happened, play the video. She's like, you're not fired, you know, um, but we got to send this up to our bosses up in Anchorage. And so she sends an email now, within two minutes of this email being sent, no bullshit, the phone rings. And um, 
She was like, no, no, he's here. I could do that. Puts puts the call on speakerphone. She's like, is Bruce there? It's like, yeah. It's like, hey, right here. And these these lawyers up in Anchorage are like, once it's like this is so much worse than what your email described. Like seeing it all go down on video, this this is fucking bad. So they had to put me on um they put me on leave with pay until they got it figured out. Now this piece of shit would not he couldn't fire him because he's an elected official. Um so I was not working for almost three weeks, but I was getting paid, which that took a long time for them to pay me. They would not sign off on that time. Cut to me going back to work because I, I felt like Richard Greer when he was just crying in the fucking room. Like, I got no place to go. <laughs> like, no place was hiring. Cut to me thinking, fuck, there was a place that tried to hire me. But they wanted to hire me for a dollar less than what I was now making, which was $16. And it was um, it was uh, Madison. And I was just like, God, man, I, I want to work there, but I just can't. I can't go back that far and pay from what I was making, like going from $21.50 to $17 to $16. I was just like couldn't take my head out of my ass and I was just like shit man um so my first day back this piece of shit mayor quits because I'm there and he's getting shit for being fucking stupid rest of my time out there is spent with being threatened that I could be fired they had a VPSO that fucking for some reason got put in charge of a lot of things and kept threatening me with my job um, pandemic hits in 2020 and I'm back to the point where I'm at, at Aero Services and I'm just, every day I'm just miserable going to work. I am just fucking miserable going to work, man. Just like, oh, am I going to be threatened again? You know, like, is this guy who's a VPSO who's not even my boss, but technically acting like my boss? Like, fuck this guy, man. This guy got fucking flung around on a vehicle because he wouldn't let go when he did a quote-unquote pullover. Fucking fake-ass Bruce Willis. Um, and then there's a secretary out there who was always acting like my boss, which she never was. They always took her side. And then November, the week of Thanksgiving, I get called in, and you could tell there's something going on. So... I go in, get told that they voted to cut my position, and I could either quit that week or work until the Christmas break. I don't got a job to go to. Um, So I immediately go back to Madison, ask for another application. I have my resume attached to it now. Um, I turn in an application at the ferry terminal. For the IFA, uh, I sign up out at Walmart numerous times and nothing. December comes and goes, nothing. Um, so I go back to the website, and I'm jobless now. I'm just tripping. 
talking to my brother, like, getting fucking worried. I just don't fucking know. What am I going to do? Um, New Year's Eve, I get a call from... I get a call from Madison and... Not Madison, uh, Walmart. For an interview on New Year's Day, 9 o'clock. I take it. Um... They offer me the job, so I take it. It's uh, $16.15 an hour. Not bad. But I stand and then I greet and I check receipts. And then, you know, pandemics in full fucking swing. So everybody's masked up for the most part. And I just constantly get shit on out there. People fucking treat people like shit, man. I get, uh, I'm standing outside in the morning on a Sunday. A young couple walks in like mid-twenties, what it looks like. I just say, good morning, welcome to Walmart, because that's what I have to do. That is part of my job. And the girlfriend says, you hey, welcome to Walmart, welcome to Walmart. You got a fucking hard job, retard. And I'm just like, don't say anything, Bruce. <sighs> and I say, hey. If this was 20 years ago, so that in that time frame would have been 2001. I said, if this was 20 years ago, I would have called you a fucking cunt and a whore and a slut until your boyfriend finally fought me because of the way that you talked to me. I would have fucking done that until he fought me. And then I would have fucking stomped him the fuck out until you gave me an honest, sincere apology. But I'm not like that anymore. So I'm not going to do that. So you guys have a good day. And then I'm just waiting. They don't say anything to anybody in my... They fucking... They they exit out the other door. And where they walked in is where they parked closest to. But they take the long way away from me. Told Tell my brother what happens. And he's like, can't be doing that. I have this friend who was like, hey man... I know you haven't heard anything from anybody yet, but, you know, they're looking for a janitor out at Point Higgins. So, my car's in the shop, Quinn gives me, I I get an interview, Quinn gives me a ride out there, it's fucking snowy as fuck. Um, On the ride home, I get the job offer from them, and uh, I said, hey man, you guys are starting me at 14 an hour, I just can't take that, man. So they bump me, they're like, the max, like, okay, hold on. And then it's like, hey, the max we could give you is $15.31. Now, it's less money, but I'm not going to be standing in one spot. And that was just killing my ankle and knees, just kind of standing in one spot all day for eight hours. So I take the job, don't even give a two-week notice. And so I start out there, which... Then it's just like, fuck, dude. Not only when I start out there is there a issue, there's an issue with with them thinking that I'm worth the 1531. So they call my references, and one of them is my brother, because I worked for him for so long, cutting the road to catch can for Matlakatla. And they were like, Do you think he could do this job? He's like, you're fucking asking me a question on whether I think he could fucking clean that, that he can't, 
He fucking used a fucking chainsaw for four years for me, dropping huge trees where we needed them dropped. His resume speaks for itself. Don't fucking hire him then. And then they're like, okay, okay. So I get out there and then there's fucking, I I get rolling out there. And then there's just fucking some trash people who are teachers, man. Talk down the fucking people who are cleaning. Portray themselves as not fucking trash humans. And I can't say shit because I'm fucking two jobs deep into fucking the the pandemic, man. You know, and then I get told, like, I don't even know what you do out here. And fucking get left a note on how to clean. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? This place sucks. Like, how, how do I have this fucking much bad luck? How the fuck does this happen, man? Um, I have one of the, I had a, I have a friend out there as a teacher, Eugenia Smith, and, you know, I just would vent to her because we used to know each other through the post office when I was at Aero Services, you know, and I told her about these people, these three, three to four different people. And she's like, you know, don't pay them attention. They're just miserable. You're doing a great job. They are the only people that think you're not doing a good job. That's on them. Everybody else loves you out here. And so I'm just to the point, it's all of February, halfway through March. Just like, okay, man, this is going to be my my position out here. Hopefully I could keep getting pay raises and just go from there. Now, spam calls were happening at this time here in Ketchikan. I'm chilling. It's spring break. Uh, my coworker's finally back out there. And I say, huh, I'm just going to send this call right to voicemail. Holy shit, I better not. I've been signing up for jobs. I better just answer. It's like, hello, hey, this is so-and-so. Um, I know you turned this job down before, but I could now offer you a full-time position. I mean, he said, yep, wait, <laughs> what's the pay? Oh, okay. Uh, took the job and... Um, <clears throat> It is now February, so in March and April, April 6th, I'll be two years at this job. And uh, that kind of brings everybody up to speed, man. I love my job now. Actually getting ready to go take a shower and then head out to work because we don't start till 10 on Saturday, Sundays. So, um, yeah, that's my 16 years here in a nutshell for my career. 16 years on other things. Um Let's see, I had one, two, three relationships in 16 years here. <laughs> I got dated three three different people. Wait, four. One, two, four people, yeah. And uh, my daughter's growing up, graduating college this year. Uh, she's coming home for a vacation. And, uh... Everything else seems to be going pretty good. Um, but yeah, that, that's my career in 16 years, man. So uh, I'll give a retrospect on other things this year because a lot of in March next year, next month will be the 20 year anniversary of me starting that job in Mount Catla cutting the road. Um, so I'm going to break that down for everybody too. But, anyways, everybody. Uh, it's been an awesome 16 years here. Looking forward to a lot fucking more peeps. So, uh...
later.